good happy friday morning everybody how are you this is lisa and you're listening to one sister's journey keeping it real i want to open with a quote from woodrow kroll rest is a matter of wisdom not law woodrow kroll k-r-o-l-l kroll maybe crawl quote rest is a matter of wisdom not law end quote woodrow kroll and a couple of verses of scripture. Romans 12, 1 from the NIV is titled, A Living Sacrifice. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sister, sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And then Romans 12, 1 from the voice. Brothers and sisters, in light of all I have shared with you about God's mercies, I urge you to offer your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice to God, a sacred offering that brings him pleasure. This is your reasonable, essential worship. And then Romans 12, 1 from the Passion Translation, and this one's titled, The Transforming Power of the Gospel. Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? to surrender yourselves to God, to be his sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart for this becomes your genuine expression of worship. And then Jeremiah 31, 25 from the NIV, I will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. And Jeremiah 31, 25 from the voice, I, God, will satisfy those who are weary, and I will refresh every soul in the grips of sorrow. Jeremiah 31.25 So as we wrap up our week on rest, and rest being important, I think I saved the, the nuts and the bolts, you know, the, the punch to the gut, if you'd like, the power to the end of the week. Jeremiah 31 25. I will satisfy those who are weary and I will refresh every soul in the grips of sorrow. In order for God to satisfy us and refresh us, we need to rest in him, which means that's a lot of Christianese, um, which means we need to trust God. We need to trust our faith We need to have faith that God is in control of everything and that God has our best interest at heart and trust him. We need to rest, trust, know that God is right there walking alongside us, working through us, in us, and around us for good. And there are moments in our life when it doesn't feel that way, right? There's times when you just feel so alone. Can anybody else relate? Have you ever just felt alone? And you can just have a new faith or you could be what they call a mature Christian. You have been a believer since VBS when you were in third grade and you can remember the moment that you invited Jesus into your life. Whether you're two days into your faith, 50 years into your faith, there are times when life 
gets hard. And we need to be purposeful, mindful, dedicated to focus on our faith and not on the troubles, not on the sorrows, and rest in God. And what that means for a visual. Can you remember a time as a child or maybe as the parent or grandparent, okay? As the child, life has crumbled around you, all right? Whether it's the little one learning to ride their bike and their first fall off the bike and that gut-wrenching cry and they just need to be held and they run to your lap and you just hold them. Or maybe it's that teenager after their first breakup and they don't think they can go on and it's in that moment that you remember that your teenager is still just your baby, right? And you just hold them as they lean on you and sob and you just hold them and listen. Maybe it's as an adult when a marriage of 20 or 25 years abruptly ends out of nowhere yet who's the one person you go to your parents and they hold you as you cry can you relate to any of those situations or to all of them what if you're that child how does it make you feel to know that someone was there ready to hold you and love you and listen to you and let you rest and recover in their arms. And I understand not everyone listening had that growing up and I am sorry for you. But I want to tell you that God loves you like that. That's what it is to rest in God. That when we fall to our knees and we don't know what to do next or how we're going to go on, we fall to our knees either literally or figuratively and give it all to God. And we just cry out in humble appreciation of his love and knowing that God is going to wrap his loving arms around us and you will feel his presence in a way that is so real to you that you will know it is God. And that's the way God wants us to rest in Him, to trust Him. That when life gets hard, when we have that, when we fall down and we hurt, He wants us just to call out to him and say, oh my gosh, God, the pain is too much. I hurt so bad. I don't even know what to do, God. I need you. I need your comfort. I need your love. I need your healing. I need you right now. And God is right there. He's always been there, but God will never force himself into your life or your heart. He's just waiting for you to call out to him and invite him in. And now, I want you to flip the coin and think about 
how you felt as the mom or the dad or the grandma or the grandpa or the aunt or the uncle or the caregiver that held that sobbing child, whether they're 5, 15, or 50. How did it make you feel to know that they loved you and trusted you enough to come to you when they were falling apart? Now, multiply that by 70 times 7, times 100, times a million. And that's how much God loves you. That's how much God loves me. That's how much God loves people. His creation. But he loves us even more than anything we could understand or wrap our mind around. Have you ever thought about that? That God loves us even more than that. That's why I wanted to put you in that place. Remember how it feels to be that child being loved or not receiving the love. And how does it feel to be that parent, that caregiver, giving the love? That's what it means to rest in God. We trust Him. We have faith in Him. We believe wholeheartedly that he has our best and he is always there for us to hold us maybe not literally but he will hold us and sometimes God will send one of his angels who will just happen to knock on the door who will just happen to call when you needed that love after you've prayed and said, God, I can't do this. You know, and the phone rings and it's Susie and you haven't talked to Susie in a hundred years. Guess what? That wasn't an interruption. That was a God stop. That's what I call them. I think it was from like a Beth Moore Bible study. They called it a God stop or maybe it was um, Kathy Tricoli. I can't remember which Bible study it was, but they called it a God stop. And it's not an interruption. It was God answering your prayer. You know, so when Susie says, oh my gosh, Lisa, you sound upset. What's up? I just had this feeling to call you. I have an hour. You want to get together? The answer is yes. Don't say no because you're feeling sorry for yourself and you're a train wreck. And your mascara, if you're a woman, has run down to your chin because you've cried so hard. Go throw some cold water on your face and you go join Susie for coffee or a walk around the park or whatever it is that God placed in your path. And you say, thank you, Jesus, because he just heard your prayer. And who knows, maybe for the, you know, it might be, you know, you're at your wits end, you're sitting there. And you can pray anywhere. You do not need to be on your knees. You do not need to be in a church pew. You can pray while you're sitting on the pot. Yeah, I don't care. Talk to God. If that's where you break down is in the bathroom, then talk to God and pray. And that's not disrespectful if that's the only place you get your 15 minutes of rest. To reconnect with him is by closing the bathroom door and shutting out the kids in life or work or whatever it is. Um, 
you know, I got married, my aunt told me, always take advantage of that 15-minute reading room. <laughs> and I'm like, what? She goes to the bathroom. She goes, the kids knew that if I was in the bathroom, not to bother me because I was going to the bathroom. And that ended up becoming my escape, my 15 minutes. <laughs> um, so you never know what's happening behind those closed doors. Somebody just might be praying. And I've done it before at school. I've just gone in behind the stall, closed the door, leaned against the wall. It's in an adult bathroom, not the ones the kids use. And just said, all right, God, I cannot do one more minute. I need your strength. I need your love. I need to know you're here. And you know what? That little five-minute break in the bathroom gives me the rest, the restoration, the renewal, the refocus that I need to continue. And it wasn't the bathroom or it was the time with God. And that's where the rest is found. That's really where you're going to find your rest is right there in the arms of Jesus. Who knows? Maybe you're having a meltdown and you're like, Lord, I can't do this. I, I need you. And you get a text, hey, you want to go for a walk? Hey, you want to hit the gym? Say yes. Because when those things happen right after you've prayed, that's God answering your prayer. They are not interruptions. That is God giving you the rest, the encouragement, and the answer you need. You need only accept it, welcome it, embrace it, and let God work through his angels, his ambassadors to restore you and renew you as you rest in the comfort of his love. And I hope that's really making sense and that you truly understand that rest is more than taking a nap or going to bed. It is trusting wholeheartedly in Jesus, in God, and the Holy Spirit, that Trinity. And I found this poem, um, I was looking for something else, and uh, this poem popped up, and I said, oh my gosh, this is beautiful. I want to share this on the podcast. And so I just want to take a minute, and I'm going to close with this poem And I encourage you that if you're at a place where it's safe to do so, that you close your eyes and just listen to the words. Listen to how this poet speaks to your heart. And just let those words resonate. And if you're not at a point where you can... um, close your eyes and listen. I encourage you just to um, listen while you're driving or exercising, whatever it is. And then later, come back to the podcast and take a listen to this poem. I'm just locating it. I saved it on my phone. All right. It's called Let Yourself Rest by Jeff Foster. Let Yourself Rest by Jeff Foster. If you're exhausted, rest. If you don't like feel like starting a new project, don't. If you don't feel the urge to make something new, 
Just rest in the beauty of the old, the familiar, the known. If you don't feel like talking, stay silent. If you're fed up with the news, turn it off. If you want to postpone something until tomorrow, do it. If you want to do nothing, let yourself do nothing today. Feel the fullness of the emptiness, the vastness of the silence, the sheer life in your unproductive moments. Time does not always need to be filled. You are simply you are enough simply in your being. Let yourself rest. If you're exhausted, rest. By Jeff Foster. And I thought that was beautiful. Because sometimes we feel like we have to say yes. You don't. And if it's a feeling, feelings are fruit um, frugal. No, that's not the word. Frugal. No. Fleeting. I don't know. What's that? Oh my gosh, there's a saying. But feelings can't be trusted because that's just what they are. Feelings are willy-nilly. I was trying to make it more professional, but I have nothing. Feelings are willy-nilly. You know what? And they come and they go. And so if there's something that truly somebody you're asked to do and you don't want to do it, don't do it. I mean, I'm not saying go be insubordinate to your boss or, you know, neglect your kids. What I'm saying is if you've been looking forward to a Saturday at home with your kids and your husband and Susie calls and says, hey, all the girls are getting together for dinner and you don't want to go because you really want to stay home and just have some quality family time because everybody has been running in 20 different directions, just say, no, I can't. Sorry, it's a family day. And if Susie persists on, um, you know, asking you to do things, then guess what? Susie's not really a friend, okay? Because a friend's not going to pressure you. They're going to say, you know what? Go enjoy your family. That's what you need to be doing. And I want to encourage you to seize those moments. Take advantage of those moments because one, you deserve them. And two, we need to rest. And to rest is a discipline because it takes thoughtful, purposeful action on our part. It's not going to just happen. We live in a world of busy. We don't live in a world of rest. So to rest, you really are going against the norm. And I want to encourage you and tell you that there is beauty in the rest. You know, know, I'm sure there's a couple listening going, Lisa's preaching on rest. That's funny. Um, I didn't say I had it mastered. I'm getting better. I am a work in progress, okay? Um, But I'm learning. And a lot of times, what I share with you is something that I'm really trying to focus on. And learning to rest and um, recognizing that rest is important is purposefully here 
on this week in June because school's out in two weeks. And, you know, there's so many people already, like, making plans for the summer. Their summers are already full. We haven't even ended school. And people's calendars are so full that they're already going, oh, my gosh. I, I'm, and they're looking forward to it. It's all good stuff. It's camping. It's family. It's travel. It's this. It's that. And it's all awesome stuff. But what I'm saying is, holy night, Batman, we haven't even entered summer and it doesn't sound like everybody's resting. It sounds like they're trying to make up from a year and a half of being able to not travel. And so they're going to go and do everything in one summer. I want to encourage you to find some rest. Today, tomorrow, next week, and throughout our summer season. But the biggest place you need to rest, you need to rest in your faith and trust Jesus through it all. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend, and I will catch you next week. Thanks for listening, and I just appreciate all of you. Bye.